I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 88, 88. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counterparts on how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, God's the limit.
me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Uh-huh. I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. This crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, but milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch, any lunch, any Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately, Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. I'll corner my layer while we out here. Say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh-huh. stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit.
Bro. Man. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, I've been waiting for this day for so long. Oh, for so long. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot. And I mean a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Um, hey, Bell, how's it going? Doing good awesome. today. Doing good. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, same. How about are you doing? <sighs> but you know what? When I think about Tony Khan and AEW, all of a sudden, I'm not doing so well. Look, man. Look, man, for real. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. But I want to tell you guys, like I tell you before, most of my AEW rants, it comes from a good place. But just know. We have a lot to talk about, and we're going to touch on different parts of Dynamite tonight because we'll tell you why um, in just a second, but bro, I am just, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. That's the best way to put it. I'm, I'm fed up with this shit, man. I'm fed up with this shit. Um, the episode of AEW Dynamite that I watched Wednesday night was absolutely fucking embarrassing on every sense of the creative department and, 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 or in every sense of that creative department that you can fucking reach besides the stuff with MJF at the end. Um, dude, I, I, what do you say about that episode of AEW Dynamite? What do you say? I got a lot to say, and we're going to get to it. Um, bro, I got my I got my notes here because I have... I wrote these down on Wednesday, so I don't fucking skip a beat. Because I have a lot to talk about in regards to AEW. And that's what we're going to open with after we get done with the intro here but what is going on everybody we're back with yet again another edition of the notorious hills podcast this is the new year's eve special of the podcast man the new year's eve special this is episode 194 we got a bunch of great stories here today for you guys man we got world's end predictions um and much much more much much more so with that man what is going on, everybody? We're back with yet again another edition of the Newsman. If this is your first time watching and you guys do not know how the show works every Monday, we are on here with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday, we are on here with the news at 4 p.m. Central. If you guys did miss this past Saturday's edition of Unscripted, it was not on Monday, obviously, for obvious reasons, being that Christmas fell on a Monday this year. Um, But if you guys did miss that uh WWE and AEW predictions for 2024 we talked about the state of each company uh Sir K hit us with the hard hitting questions do they stay yes. or do they go we listed uh big uh big uh big list of names on uh possible free agents over the next year 
uh, possible free agents over the next year. And, um, yeah, so that was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. That was our uh, Christmas special. I want to thank you guys for some great turnouts over the past two episodes over the Christmas weekend, man. You guys uh, really... Uh, really gave us some great turnouts, man. Uh, some some great viewership on those episodes. So I just want to thank you guys for that, as always, man. Um, so yeah, man. Um, if you guys did miss that, that was available for you guys on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us right here, live every Monday. Usually every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. You can find all eight of these beautiful designs available on there for you guys, man. You got the Chicago flag design. You got the uncrowned kings of the IWC design. The base logo design. The Riddler-inspired IWC's best-kept secret design. The notorious World Order design. That comes in three versions. The Chicago flag version, like you see on your screen. Galactic black and white and the Wolfpack red. You got the notorious Grand Slam design. You got the scratch logo. And the only community that matters. You got all eight of these beautiful designs and more available on the merch shop for you guys. Again, that is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And with that, man, if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Seals Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man, Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. It's going good. Just been, been chilling out, man. I had a good Christmas, a good holiday, um, and and we're here, man. I had to watch an horrendous episode of Dynamite this week, so that that part sucked. But other than that, I'm doing good. Um, and I've been chilling, man. I've been chilling. But like Durante always asked, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. The family's good. How is everybody? Um doing in the chat man where are you bro how are you doing man i'm good bro i'm good we're coming up on the end of the year uh it's been a great year uh it's it's been a great year uh both professionally um with the podcast and it's been a great year personally as uh we we got to do so much cool stuff this year, bro. We got to do so much cool stuff this year, man. It's really been an awesome year. Um, we got to do so many bucket list things. Um, uh, November 25th, bro. November 24th and 25th. That's all I got to say um, on that. Um, so uh, easily the highlight of the year, bro. Um, but uh, other than that, dude, we got to do so much cool stuff this year, man. Um, we really did. We got to go to... We got to go to um, uh, All Out. Got to go to Survivor Series. We got floor seats for All Out. Um, Dude, we got to watch, like, this is going to be such a year that we're going to look back at and just, like, like, it's going to be one of those years down the line. Like, I could tell in a couple years we're going to look back at 2023 and be like, damn, this is the year we started holding uh pay-per-view parties with the boys uh the fir- very oh, first one being Royal Rumble um that was such a fucking experience dude uh the Royal Rumble um watching that all the great wrestling we watched this year bro like wrestling like, WWE made me feel like a kid again 
this year, bro. Really? Like, tri- like cinema. I, I, I know, you know, I know, I know people don't like that term because it's so overused, but fucking that's what it was this year, bro. It was fucking cinema. Um, WWE this year, uh, they made me feel like a kid again. Um, they really did, bro. They really did. They made me cry multiple times during their events. Um, again, made makes you feel like a kid again, bro. And that's, and that, and that's where the heart of professional wrestling lies, bro. Um, Making you feel like a kid again, dude. Making you making you get so invested into these stories, you get emotional at the end of them, bro. Uh, beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Uh, it's been an awesome year. Um, it's been an awesome year. And then the things I can say about the podcast, bro, um, just incredible. Incredible, man. I mean, we we seen some of our biggest uh we've seen some of our biggest numbers this year in terms of viewership. Um, it's been another year where we've spent with you guys, bro. Like some of you guys have been watching. It's just crazy to me. Some of you guys have been watching us for, for, for over a year, for over a year. Uh, some of you maybe over two years, but it's just, it's been, it's been so awesome just to get to know you guys more and, and and share our professional wrestling opinions with each other, man. And just having a genuine community, bro, where, you know, you guys are like, you guys are like family, bro. I tell you guys this all the time, bro, but you guys are like family. You guys are sometimes, sometimes I, uh, um, I I talk to you guys more than I talk to some of my actual family. Um, so I talk to you guys more than I talk to some of my actual family, dude. So it's, uh, so uh, it's such a, such a genuine, such a genuine little, uh, Notorious Hills, uh, family we got here, man. And I could not be more grateful for it. And I hope you guys had a great Christmas. I had a great Christmas, man. Um, and I hope you guys had a great Christmas and I hope you guys have a great new year, man. And be safe, man. Be safe. Um, for sure. But for, uh, yeah, but for real, just want to show love to all you guys that have been rocking with us for over a year, over two years, whatever it is, man, however long you guys been watching us, man. Um, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, it's been, it's, it's truly been a pleasure. And to all the new people, uh, that started watching us this year. I just want to thank you guys as well, man, because um, we wouldn't be where we are without you guys, bro. So it's been an awesome year. Truly, man, it's been a phenomenal year. Thank you guys, everyone, for staying, watching, and joining us, man. And I, I couldn't be more thankful than for anything else, man. I, I truly love this and can't believe you guys love us. It truly is. I'm thankful for it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome, bro. Um, it's awesome, bro. Uh, so, um, all right, man. So it's new year's Eve. Now these would have been done already, but because of that fucking money, Mark, we have a pay-per-view that we have to predict for tomorrow night. So, you know, Tony Khan, nothing like Tony Khan running a pay-per-view on New Year's Eve weekend. Nice, nice going, Tony. Um, these would have been done already. He never worked one day in his life, so he don't care. Seriously, seriously, bro. So, you know, what do we, uh, Sir K, what, what, what do we, what do we, what do we do around this time every year? I feel like there's something that 
we do every year um, around the end of the year. That's uh, one of one of my personal favorite shows out of the year. But what do we do around this time of year? What do we do, man? Is it is it is it a year end awards? Is that what we do every year? Ah, that's what we do every year. The year end mm-hmm. awards. Let's have this conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have this conversation. So, so yeah, man. Year end awards. They're coming back. Obviously, they're coming back. You know they're coming back. That's never a question. Like I said, man, one of my personal favorite shows out of the year. One of the shows I love the grind for. I love the grind. I love it. I fucking love year-end awards. Um, When are we doing them? When are we doing them, ladies and gentlemen? Well, that's what we're here to tell you guys, bro. So, ba-bam. The Notorious Seals Podcast presents the 2023 Year End Awards on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024 at 9 p.m. Central or after AEW Dynamite goes off the air. Like I said, man, January the 3rd, that is this upcoming Wednesday, 2024, man, yes, this upcoming Wednesday, that is uh, five days. In five days, the 2023 year-end awards will be coming your way. Now, what what categories will there be this year? Who will we be awarding? Well, here are the categories, man. Here are the categories, man. These are the categories for your 2023 year-end awards. You have the obvious, the men's superstar of the year, the women's superstar of the year, tag team of the year, Faction of the year, show of the year, match of the year, moment of the year, return slash debut of the year, breakout star of the year, letdown of the year, failed run of the year, worst booking decision of the year, career resurgence of the year, and as for our one special one that we like to do every year, obviously the two years ago it was most shocking release of the year. Last year, it was the shocking controversy of the year. And this year, it is the entrance of the year. Bro. A good one, man. A lot of good entrances, a lot of good decisions all around, especially for a certain number of them. Yes, there uh, there has been a lot. Uh, there has been a lot of great entrances this year, man. There really has been a lot of great entrances this year. Now... I know you guys may look at um, an entrance and say, well, that was just a normal entrance, right? Well, a lot of them, yes, are normal entrances, but a lot of them play very heavy to crowd reaction. I want you guys to um, not, it's, it's it, it, when I mean good entrance of the year, it doesn't have to always include a prop or a anything like that. Some of those entrances you might see as the nominees are just normal entrances, but it is the atmosphere and the place that they took place in um, and the crowd involvement that play to a lot of them. Exactly, man. It's all about how the crowd is, what everyone's doing, how everyone's reacting, the the feel yes. in the arena when people are coming out. That shit is what makes it. Absolutely, and there's been a lot um, there's been a lot of great entrances this year. Um, also just to, uh, 
clarify before we even do this. Um, the worst booking decision and the letdown. Booking decision more has to do with something that somebody had control of. Something that somebody booked. Something that somebody made that way. As to where a letdown was something that could be promising, but it sort of just fucking fell right through. And and, and it was, or, or, some, or something that could have happened, and it just fell right through because... Just because, um, but yes, booking obviously. Just to just to clarify that really, uh, uh, really quickly. But yeah, man, these are your categories. These are your fourteen. I want to say categories for the year end awards. Uh, for the year end awards, man. Uh, for yeah, the two thousand and twenty three year end awards, man. So yes, Wednesday, Wednesday, January third. 2024 man 9 p.m central after aew dynamite man we'll be hooking it up for you guys with the year-end awards the most legit year-end awards out of the year also speaking of the year-end awards monday we will not be talking about uh anything well we might just for the for the sole reason of Day one Monday Night Raw actually looks pretty fucking good. We might touch on it a little bit, but um, we're going to try our very best to uh, solely just be previewing the year-end awards, going through each category, showing you guys the honorable mentions and the nominations, uh, talking about why we think they deserve that spot, and um, uh, and then Wednesday, you know, we'll just... Uh, just give out the awards so yeah man yeah man so that is uh so yeah that's that's the news on the year-end awards man coming your way wednesday january 3rd 2024 man so yes this upcoming wednesday we will be live with the year-end awards for the year man so yeah very 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 excited about that very excited about that and uh yeah man that's that's the news. That's the news on the year-end awards for 2023. So, hope you guys are as excited as we are, man. Obviously, so, so much uh, work and grind go into those awards. And it is uh, always, always, always one of my favorite uh, shows out of the year to uh, produce, man. I love, love the year-end awards. Truly, man. I love them. I can't wait to uh, preview them. I can't wait to give them up, man. I mean, I can't wait to see what your guys' uh, winners and, you know, runner-ups are. And I can't wait for you guys to see mine. <sighs> yeah, man. All right. All right, all right. News. Let's talk about the news, man. Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Now... I just want to let you. I just want to give you guys a fair warning after this story, because this is kind of this kind of glides right into all all the other stuff. Sean Spears is set to leave AEW. Sean Spears is set to leave AEW per Fightful Select. Sean Spears has been with the company since its inaugural pay per view, Double or Nothing, in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, man, Sean Spears is uh, is a free agent. Sean Spears is a free agent, man, and he is leaving AEW, man. Um, 
this is uh this this is really good. This is really good for him, man. Um they've done absolutely nothing with him. Uh absolutely nothing. Uh the last time we seen him, I think, they gave him back his perfect 10 gimmick when he was in his hometown. He came out addressed that his mom had passed away um and but that he was back. You know, he had went through a hard summer or whatever. Um, and, and we haven't seen him ever since then, I, I think. Didn't he come back after that as the chairman again? Didn't that happen? I remember at some point he came back as the chairman with that gimmick. I think it was after that. A little bit after that. Hmm. Couldn't even tell. Of- <laughs> Classic oh, AEW. It's... Something like that. I remember he was a babyface for a while, and then he just randomly came back with the chairman gimmick. Uh, what, what, wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me whatsoever. Um, but yeah, man, yeah, he's leaving, dude, and I, uh, I I completely, I completely agree with him. Yeah, 100%. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's leaving, and, um, hope hope he finds could work somewhere i don't know if it'll be wwe yet i could see him eventually going back but i feel like he's gonna hit other companies before he goes goes there so i'm intrigued to see where he goes man definitely man definitely and i hope he's somewhere where he gets used um so yeah man Hopefully. good old ty dillinger is done with well, I feel like he's going to pull a Mac Cordona and just go all over the Indies. I could see it. I could see I it. And that, it. and that's one thing that a lot of people don't consider nowadays. Everybody just thinks, oh, he's got to go to a major company. But, dude, I could see him just, just, just running the Indies. And, uh, I mean, as you can see for Matt Cardona, worked pretty fucking well. So... Yeah, worked worked pretty well for uh for the indie god. So I could I could absolutely see see Sean Spears doing that, bro. I could see it, and I could see him doing very well at that. So so yeah, man. Um, so our pal Tony Khan was asked about this. He was asked about this on the World's End media uh, media call uh, before the show. <sighs> so, yeah, seriously, um, yeah, man, Tony Khan. So. The past few months haven't gone well for Tony Khan's company whatsoever. After all, QT Marshall announced his resignation from AEW through a social media post that was followed by Raphael, uh, Raphael Morphy, uh, Vice President of Live Talent and Touring, parting ways as well. Finally, uh, uh, Matt Jackson's wife, uh, Dana Massey, also left AEW recently. And while speaking during the AEW uh, World's End media call, and don't worry... We're not going to talk about Raphael and Dana right now, but we'll get to them. Um, yeah. AEW president Tony Khan was asked about uh, the com- uh, 
We asked about the company's recent departures in response to Dave Meltzer's inquiry about key ind individuals leaving AEW, including Dana Massey, QT Marshall, uh, and Raphael Morphy, as well as most recently Sean Spears announcing his departure from the company. Tony Khan expressed gratitude for their contributions to the promotion while acknowledging the challenges of their departures. Tony Khan emphasized that AEW is in a growth phase and he is enthusiastic about the company's future. Khan mentioned exploring new hires, especially with contracts often expiring in December, teasing upcoming developments and announcements at the World's End event. Tony Khan also compared AEW's declining ratings to Monday Night Raw's current situation. Regardless, it remains to be it remains uh, to be seen what kind of hires Tony Khan will be conducting in the coming months. <sighs> um. Also, 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 going right along with this, uh. Via the AEW World's End Media call, Tony Khan says AEW will be active in the free agent market for their women's division. Uh, see, who the fuck do you honestly think you're getting? Honestly, honestly, do you think you're getting Mercedes? Because as far as I'm concerned, she just posted a picture of her next to a Triple H poster on her Instagram story. Um, also, also, uh, what about Julia? Hmm? What about Julia? Because as far as I'm concerned, she's pretty much on her way to WWE. Exactly. It ain't gonna be her. She's obviously on her way to... to wwe and it's all but confirmed at this point i think it damn near is confirmed so you ain't getting her i i i will put money i i do not think you're getting mercedes so who are you getting bro who the fuck who are you talking about here you going to get diana perrazzo doubt it who are you getting bro who are you getting honestly you getting jordan grace are you fucking bringing in tessa blanchard who are you getting I mean, honestly, Tony, who the fuck are you getting? At this point, I wouldn't be shocked. He brought fucking Ric Flair in. Anybody's free game at this point. And see, the craziest thing about it is, the the um the the craziest thing about about this all is this man has good people in his division. He's great people. You have somebody that has busted her ass in your fucking B brand in your farm league for the better part of a year and a half and you don't take the title off of her to put her on AEW television you keep the fucking ring of honor women's championship on her yeah that's an, yeah that's the other thing charlotte charlotte just resigned not getting her becky's fucking staying with WWE she even said it herself. She wants to retire in WWE. She feels like WWE is her home. Not getting Becky. Who the fuck are you getting, Tony? Who are you getting? Dude, you got Athena. You got Mercedes. Um, Not Monet. Uh, Martinez. You got fucking... Um, uh, golly, you got you got Tony Storm. You got Mariah May. You got Ruby Soho. Anna J. Sky Blue. Julia Hart. Um, 
Uh, did did I say Athena? Um, you got all these fucking names, dude. You got you got Jamie Hayes coming back. You got Brit. You got fucking um, uh, golly, um, you get the point. You get the point. He's got a lot of women. He's got a lot. You got Willow. You got Chris Statlander. You got all these women that are good, dude. You gotta stop using signings as the hype to your division. Thunder Rosa, thank you. You got Thunder Rosa that just came back. You gotta stop using the um you gotta stop using the uh what the, the signing hype as the only hype to your division, bro. Tony, you don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. You're never gonna give a fuck about women's wrestling. Therefore, the division will never truly thrive. It never will. Until this guy loves women's wrestling, it's never going to thrive. And up until this point, I don't know what's going to make him love women's wrestling. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he ever will. Man. I think it's a lost cause at this point. I don't think he gets, he's going to bring anybody. Man. I don't, I don't, he ain't signing any fucking women's deals in 2024. I could fucking think of, man. He might not be able to sign a Warner Bros. deal in 2024, let alone a woman's deal. Like, oh. I don't get what he's doing here, man. I don't get what he's trying to hype up. Stop, stop fucking working for returns. Work for good television. That's what got you the returns in the first place. The returns and debuts were because of the good TV. They didn't make your good TV. Seriously. So, speaking of the women's division, let's touch on AEW Dynamite a little bit. What the fuck was that Ruby Soho, Harley Cameron shit? That shit's trash, dog. I'm looking at the TV screen, and all I could do is shake my head when she pulled out that knife. I'm looking like, bro, what the fuck? is wrong with this division not only do you have ruby soho on your roster who is just an exceptional overly exceptional talent on your roster let's fucking get that out of the way first not only is she fucking amazing she's in some corny ass love angle with fucking Angelo Dawkins. I mean, Angelo Parker. Or whatever. Cool Hand Ange. Whatever his fucking name is. She, she's, in, she's, in some, she's in some corny ass fucking love angle. She's picking up the fucking phone and walking away. You got fucking Soraya talking about, I got you some help. And it's Harley Cameron. And she says, show them what you got. And she pulls out a knife. Are you fucking... God, how, what sense does that make, Tony? It gets me so... How are you writing a wrestling show, dog? Like, bro. It is. It's the computer that's writing this shit, apparently. Apparently, fucking. and it's all fucking fine and dandy because fucking Cage Match rates it. Your, your fucking show's good. Are you... Mm -hmm. You gotta be... You gotta be kidding me, bro. You gotta be kidding me, bro. Um, also, 
Another thing about Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite, I want to talk about the match between Sky Blue and, and Chris Statlander. Um, and again, I'm bringing all this stuff up now because I got a lot to get off my chest and we can't do it Monday, even though I really wanted to do it Monday. We can't do it Monday. Um, bro, Stokely Hathaway, you got this motherfucker Stokely Hathaway on commentary, right? You got him on commentary. He's there talking about he's scouting Chris Statlander, right? He's scouting Chris Statlander. First of all, what the fuck are you scouting mm. scouting Chris Statlander for? What? What? Yes. What are? First of all, she's already in a group, and second of all, is Stokely even a manager at this point anymore? I mean, as far as I, the last thing I heard about him, he was a fucking Ring of Honor executive. That's the first thing. I don't even know at this point. I don't think they fucking know. Then. Stokely says on commentary, Chris Statlander is on the wrong path in AEW. But then, fucking not more than a minute later, he says she's 19 months undefeated. Huh? How is she on the wrong path if she's 19 months? What do you got these people fucking going out there and saying on television? What? Just lose a TBS title? She didn't get pinned. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then... Oh, no, 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 no. Your argument's valid. Because minutes later, she <laughs> fucking loses a 19-month undefeated streak on AEW Dynamite. What? Tony. Tony. Oh, my... Lay off the fucking AI, bro. What? <laughs> Dude. The inconsistencies. In everything I just mentioned. What? <laughs> oh my god, bro. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Not to mention your main women's championship feud is Tony Storm and Riho. Way to put some spotlight on your division. You mean to tell me Thunder Rosa just came back and she's fucking teaming with Abaddon instead of fucking going after the championship that she never lost, which just so happens to be against the women, the the woman that won it to make herself interim champion after Thunder Rosa fucking relinquished the title? What are you talking about, man? You can't have Thunder Rosa on Dynamite. We're bakers sometimes there. I mean, are you fucking serious? Grow up. Tony, what is that? It's favoritism. That's backstage politics. Everything we thought AEW was against when they were created, but now it's filled to the fucking brim with it. Absolutely filled to the fucking brim with it. I don't, don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, how does that fucking look to your to your viewer? How does that look to your fucking viewer, man? I mean, bro, you got this motherfucker out there talking about she's on the wrong path. 
And then he says she's 19 months undefeated. Well, she must be doing fucking something, right? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, uh, we fucking jinxed it. And she loses. <laughs> fucking. I think we all know what 25 needs to lay off, man. I'm not going to say it, but we all know what that man needs to lay off, dude, because, well, first of all, he needs to lay off cage match. He needs to lay off AI. Oh, yeah. He needs to lay off the other things. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that while I'm on my run right now. So this motherfucker, bro, Tony Khan, yesterday, during the World's End media call, cited cage match as how well AEW and ROH are doing when talking about booking. Booking? Booking. You want to talk about booking? Let's talk about booking. Okay. Did cage match... <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Did AI have you... Put together Swerve and Keith Lee after seven months of a feud? Seven months later? Is that acceptable? Honestly. Or how about this? The last time we seen Jericho and Sammy against Sting and Darby, these guys were feuding with each other in the build-up to Forbidden Door. And they come back and help them? Is that your artificial unintelligence? Is that what you're using to help you book the fucking show? Or how about this? Or, or how about this? Chris Jericho says he's going to get a new partner for World's End, right? And what do they do? They put him in a fucking eight-man tag that's not even remotely close to a fucking tag team world title match. How about that? How about that? Or how about have or how about doing a Sammy Guevara turn angle just to have him get concussed? Come back three months later and turn him right back babyface. How's that working out for you, Tony, when talking about booking? And you cite Cage Match. Cagematch.net. As to how well. Let me tell you something, Tony. Let me fucking tell you something. Let me tell you something. Ring of Honor has 19 matches on the card. 19 matches. Those shows are riddled with matches and no story. And you want to talk about booking? What are you booking? There is no booking. It's universe mode. Not even. At least I could cut a promo in universe mode. <laughs> it's like a fucking AEW card game. Yeah. At least I can... Have a promo segment in universe mode. Tony. Cage match. Tony. Tony. Oh my god. Tony, bro. Your shows are drowning. Drowning. In like Jason fucking Voorhees. They're drowning, bro. Dude. Oh my. Tony. Cage oh, match. That's what you gotta fucking say. About that prehistoric website, cagematch.net, you're going off that for how well your booking is. 
Really? How about the declining ratings? How about the declining viewership since you're such a stat boy, since you're such a stat mark, Tony? How about the declining ratings on your show? How about that? How about half of your fucking fan base going right back to where we all came from in the fucking first place? WWE? How about that, Tony? How about that? How about when everybody, when everybody was talking about what AEW needed to get back to where they used to be? They cited, since we want to talk about citing things, they cited a storyline from WWE as to what you need to be doing. You remember that? Do you remember that, bro? Fucking, oh, uh, what were people saying earlier this year? What does AEW need to get back? Uh, um, what does AEW need to get back to, to where they need to be? They need a bloodline story. How about that, Tony? How about that? Since we want to cite places, since we want to, um, your booking sucks. Your booking sucks. And the fact that you have to cite somewhere as of cage match to justify that you suck as a booker just shows how fucking sad this really is. And I see people saying, I, I see people saying, Oh, Tony Khan was cite- wasn't was citing Cage Match to justify his viewership. He was doing it to justify his booking. Yeah, you dumb motherfucker. That's the problem. The problem's the booking. In all reality, who gives a shit about viewership? I mean, bro, these motherfuckers bootleg shit. You know, nowadays, people bootleg it. People do this. People do that to watch the show. It's an old thing to go off of, right? Nobody gives a shit about the viewership. I'm talking about the booking. The booking that this man does fucking sucks. It sucks, and I'll stand on that because there's people in our community that genuinely try to stand behind this shit. Like you were telling me yesterday, bro. You got these motherfuckers on Twitter, these AEW fans arguing, who's a better professional wrestler in the ring, Eddie Kingston or Seth Rollins? Are you lying to yourself right now? Are you lying to yourself? They lie to themselves every fucking day, dude. Like, they, they are the worst part. One of the worst parts of AEW and one of the reasons why it's so shit now. Yeah. Like, they had the su- superiority complex of that they're a better wrestling fan because they watch more matches from around the world. And they watch all these Japan companies. But the thing is, the core AEW audience that started AEW were nothing but disgruntled WWE fans that wanted a good version of what we were already getting, and that's what we got at the start of AEW. We got a good version of WWE at the time. It was the better version. It was the alternative because it was a similar thing. It had its differences, which made it unique, but it was the same overall thing. It, we, everyone liked this singular dinner, so you just made the same dinner, a little better ingredients, maybe a couple different more seasonings, and that's it. But now, it's been invaded with these New Japan-ass type fans that swap matches, and Tony Khan, his mind is so fucking fried from the Warner Bros. deal and all this and all that and all the work he puts on himself, which he doesn't have to do, but he does it anyway, that he just, okay, that's all I need is just matches, matches, matches. And look what we got. We get matches... And I don't give a fuck about them. I don't give a fuck about current AEW television. Who watches? Who 
who wakes up on a Wednesday morning and goes, man, I can't wait till 7 o'clock hits so I could watch if, if fucking Angelo Parker got fucking Ruby Soho's number. That's, man, I just, I gotta know. <laughs> what? That's not that. Cut to, cut to 2021? Cut to 2020? I'm waking up on Wednesday, man. Damn, I wonder what, wonder what MJF's gonna do tonight. I wonder what, um, wonder what the Elite's gonna do. I wonder what Punk's gonna do tonight. Now, I wake up on a Monday and think, what's, what's CM Punk gonna do? Not because, what's CM Punk toxic? <laughs> AEW, yes. But guess what? I actually wanted to watch AEW when he was still there. And I'm not saying it because, you know, CM Punk is the fault. No, CM Punk is a factor in the fall of AEW. And it is an obvious one at that. And look at their women's division. He doesn't care about it. Why should I? I like Tony Storm's gimmick. I do. I dig it. What the fuck are you putting against Riho for? I don't give a fuck about mid-match Riho. She, she's boring. She's boring as fuck. I don't care that she's a decent wrestler. Who isn't? She's boring as fuck. I don't care about Abaddon. Why, do I, why would I care about Abaddon attacking fucking Julia Hart in Sky Blue? I don't give a fuck about that shit. I don't. Why is Thunder Rosa on Rampage 2.0? Why? Because of backstage politics that I'm mad about? What the fuck? AEW has been corrupted by fucking Tony Khan and the fans, and it is sad to see, man. And look, look what we get produced, man. Garbage-ass shit. Bro, what he fails to understand is that the same fans that are dry, that are being driven away from his product are being driven away for the same reasons we fell in love with his product. WWE wasn't telling stories. W well, it's not that they were just, you know, giving us 19 matches on a card, but it was shit stories. It was shit. It was fucking, it, it, it was corny, you know, FTR shaving their backs, Usi hot, all, dog food, all that shit, yeah. you know? All that shit, you know. It should have been me. The, you know, all all those fucking stories. So okay, I'm frightened. Fucking okay, all those stories, bro. All those fucking stories. AEW. Yeah, so bad they were legendary in their own right, but horrible. It drove people away. People went to AEW because you were getting fucking reality-based stories. Do I even need to mention the Hangman Saga, the story of the Inner Circle, the Inner Circle versus the Elite? Dustin and Cody told a great story in their one match that they had. And even building up to it, they told a great story on, on their social media platforms and stuff. Um, John Moxley and Chris Jericho, great stories. Uh, Kenny Omega and um, Pac, Kenny Omega and John Moxley, stories based off reality, based off real-life competition and stuff. Now we get to today, all we get is fucking matches and... And what's the main reason people flocked right back to WWE? 
because WWE is telling you stories like when for, Triple H first took over. They're telling you stories like Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. They're telling you the story of Sami Zayn joining the Bloodline. They're telling you they're telling you fucking legit stories, bro. They're telling you stories of Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. They're telling you the story of Bray Wyatt and and, and how he came back to WWE and, and how he's on the fence between fucking batshit psychotic and trying to be a good person. They're telling you great stories and that's the fucking reason why people went right back to them because in AEW, like Bell says, it's like fucking watching New Japan. If I wanted to fucking watch New Japan, I'll fucking do my fucking New Japan all-nighters. I don't want to watch fucking New Japan. I want to watch a company I fell in love with. All Elite Wrestling, the fucking company that was telling reality-based stories. The Elite, the Hangman Saga, CM Punk and MJF, CM Punk and fucking Eddie Kingston. Uh, all this shit, bro. Fucking F... Um, in the beginning, Pinnacle and Inner Circle, the story of the Inner Circle. These stories, people love. The story of Darby Allin. Um, this is the story of Brody Lee. These are fucking stories that... These are stories and feuds that are just held to a god tier in AEW. And where's that shit now? Nowadays, you tell a fucking story, MJF, like MJF, you tell a fucking story and you get hated on for it. You hate it. Everyone, oh, MJF's the worst part about AEW. This is everything wrong with AEW. No, you're everything wrong with AEW. That's why it blows. Not just why they need the sports feel. When they try to be like WWE, they suck. No, when they try to do dumb shit, they fucking suck. When they try to be like WWE, they were doing it better. And now they're not. Now they're not doing it. It's like, what the fuck are you idiots talking about? <sighs> Tony Khan cites cage match as to how well... AEW and ROH are doing when talking about booking. Nice fucking going, Tony Khan. Fucking great way to yet again make a complete fucking ass out of yourself. Nice. Speaking of making an ass out of yourself, Tony Khan says on the AEW World's End Media Call, Tony Khan says the devil will likely be revealed at the at world's end <laughs> this guy's gotta be fucking joking right now i mean you gotta be tony you gotta be fucking pulling my fucking strings man you gotta be joking with me right now i think he is i think dude i think his brain is genuinely so fried he doesn't even know what he's doing at this point I made the comparison yesterday when we were talking about this. This is like fucking Triple H. This is like, that would be like Triple H on the Royal Rumble media call saying, Sami Zayn will likely get fed up with the Bloodline's bullshit by the end of the show. Are you fucking stupid? I mean, are you dumb? Tony, you don't say that. Even if it's something blatantly obvious, you don't say that. 
It's like I've had a problem with Wardlow coming out in his vignettes for the past couple weeks talking about Max is almost at his world's end. Can you guys make it any more obvious? I mean, what the fuck? At least make it a little unpredictable. Tony, so you want to keep your mouth shut for everything else except for stuff like this. I mean, you didn't have to, like, is it true? Yeah, obviously. You don't have to fucking say it, you idiot. Like, what? Tony, bro. Normally, I would say you gotta know when to keep your mouth shut, but he does know when to keep his mouth shut every other time. Oh, yeah. Oh, no comment. No comment. Every other he's, time, he's, he's no comment con. <laughs> Tony Khan what? says the devil will likely be revealed at World's End. Good going. Nice. Looking great, man. Oh, I hate it. I hate this, man. I'm starting to very, not solely, very quickly hate Tony Khan. What has happened? Use an AI. Use an AI to book your television shows. Using fucking chat GPT or whatever it's called. To book it. Not only do to book your television shows, he's doing it for other things too that we'll get on tonight. Like, dog, that's illegal. Using <laughs> fucking AI chats to help you book your show and you have veterans in the back that will... More than will, I'm sure, more than fucking, what do you hire coaches for? What? But you hire a guy from Fightful to help you book? How's that working out for you? How's that working out Obviously, for you, Tony? Obviously, it's been fucking horrible. I mean, what the fuck, man? Using AI chats to help you book Dynamite, and then you're looking at another website to give you gratification. How about look at your fans? And not the fans. Because I guarantee you, whoever the fuck uses cagematch.net, whoever goes on there and rates shows on cagematch, have nothing better to do with their life. They really fucking know, man. And the thing is, bro, Vince used to always say this stuff. I'm not even saying go on Twitter and look at all your fans on Twitter. I'm talking. Vince used to always say this. You gotta, even though Vince didn't listen to it himself, this was bullshit. But your live audience, look at your live audience. Who's over in front of your live audience? Who, who are the live audience digging right now? They're digging Swerve. They're digging MJF. They're digging Samoa Joe. They're digging better than you, baby. How are they feeling for the rest of your bullshit you got out You got out there? And I mean, if you are going to at least use some, some sort of social media, look towards your fans that are actually fucking honest. Honestly, look at your fans that are giving constructive criticism to your shows. Seriously, 
Don't be looking at these fucking people that tout AEW can do no wrong. Like these motherfuckers defending this World Ends card. Oh, you know, this card isn't that great, but every time I doubt AEW, they deliver. Motherfucker, did we ever have to doubt cards before? Honestly, did we ever? No! The cards were great, and they had build, and they had story. Now we're just going off of, well, I'll judge it afterwards. No, hold them to it. Hold them accountable because their cards suck. They suck. Oh, dude, I'm looking at cage match right now. This explains so much of Tony Khan's fucking just thought process, dude. They're top 50 active wrestlers this year. Their top one is a stardom name. I've never heard of this woman. Never heard of her in my life. Can't even pronounce her name. Second one, too. Japanese person can't even announce her name. Couldn't even tell you. Third is Brian Danielson. Um, dude, out of the fifty top wrestlers, fucking fourteen not four only fourteen of them aren't from Japan. <laughs> and the and the ones that are from WWE, like the three they have, are number six, AJ Styles. Listen, AJ's a goat in his own right. He isn't even top fucking 20 this year. He didn't do anything this year. He's not even in the top 50 this year. What are you talking about? Like, dude, it's literally all just New Japan and just stardom and shit names. This explains so much about AEW. That the, uh, Tony Khan's looking at this for his fucking... For his fucking... I don't get it. What a fucking mess. And that makes it even worse now that you just said that. Now we know who's on Cage Match, and now we know who Tony Khan's booking the shows for. Motherfuckers that love New Japan because they love nothing more but to fucking sit there like this and watch the fucking wrestling shows and just watch matches. Just fucking sit there with their dick in their hands and watch matches all night. That's who he's booking the fucking shows for. And you can take that booking philosophy and shove it up your fucking ass because it's going to get you nowhere. The devil will likely be revealed at World's End. What a fucking idiot. You don't say it. Oh, they're, dude, they're popular. Oh my god, their fucking popularists are horrible, man. Most popular active promotions. WWE isn't in their top 25. What? <laughs> their number one is Stardom. Their second is New Japan. Their third is PWG. Their fourth is Banger Zone Wrestling. Dude, this is the indie mark galore, dude. Galore. This is sad. This is this is sad. This is this is very explanatory of AEW and Tony Khan. This is everything wrong with AEW. Wow. I can't believe you just you, said you that. You gotta have a peek at the website. Uh, I this will. This shit is horrid. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, thanks, Tony Khan, for almost making me flip a fucking gasket. on the, I think I flipped a fucking couple of them. Well, we're not done talking about AEW. We're not done talking about AEW because 
two executives, the chief marketing slash merchandising officer, Dana Massey, who has been with AEW since it launched and is the wife of Matt Jackson and vice president of live events slash touring, Raphael Morphy, are set to leave, are both set to leave AEW per Fightful. Um, we'll talk about Dana in a second, but I just want to talk about Raphael Morphy for a minute. Um, he's the guy that's in charge for booking big venues. You know, I know a lot of people have been very critical of that. He's very, uh, he, yes, he's very, um, he is, uh, in charge of their, their touring, which they quite frankly never tour. Um, and he's in charge of their, um, he's in charge of, you know, the, the venues they book and and stuff like that. And a lot of people have been hating on him because they're selling 3000 tickets and they're booking arenas that fill 17,000 people. I want to come to his defense a little bit. It's not his fault. AEW product has declined and at one point they used to fill those. That's a fact. They used to fill 10,000 seats, 16,000, 17,000 seats. I've been to those shows. We've been to those shows. We've been at sold out all out 15,000. We've been to sold out United Center 17, 18,000. Um, we've been to those arenas. It's not his fault that the product has declined and he, you know, he's made, I'm sure he's made connections in these venues to where he knows and he's comfortable with these people. Where I will say he's wrong is you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at, you gotta look at what, um, you know, you gotta look at what's going on right now. So unfortunately you're just not able to run those venues anymore. Unfortunately, you're not. And that's something you got to adapt with. Also, another thing with him, how the fuck did it take AEW four fucking years to go to the UK? You sold 82,000 in 2023. Could you imagine what you would have fucking put down in 2021? Could you imagine? Oh, man. They would have sold that motherfucker out. They would have had 100 fucking thousand people in that arena. They would have... A hundred percent. They would have had a hundred thousand people in that fucking arena if this was 2021. So it is not his fault. A lot of the things, but a lot of things are. And to be honest, I think this is something that's probably a necessary change for AEW. Um, looking, looking forward. But again, what did AEW used to make fun of NXT for being in a smaller market, a smaller intimate crowd? Now they're going to have to be doing the same thing. So, you know, this is, uh, this is just something that, uh, you know, this is something that, uh, karma, karma came around to get them on karma came around to get them on. They used to make fun of NXT for running in an intimate venue, even though it was nice that way. Um, even though, uh, everybody loved the full sale crowd, that full sale crowd was fucking more energetic than raw crowds of fucking 15,000 people. So, um, but exactly, but now they're going to have to be doing the same thing and maybe they can get themselves some intimate crowds. Um, and, and it'll be, uh, and it'll be nice, but it is something that is a necessary change, but it's not completely his fault because they used to be able to do that kind of stuff. So, 
you know, he probably yeah, just wanted yeah. to keep those certain connections there with, with the venues and whatnot. So, um, I, I understand frustrations from both. I understand. I, I get both sides of it. Definitely, man. Definitely. I understand it. Um, it sucks that, you know, he, yeah, he's out of the company. Maybe only solely because, you know, AEW's poor booking cost them most of their fan base. So they got to look elsewhere for smaller venues, which in that sense is good, man, because they have been running smaller venues like this week. And look at that. The crowd's actually full of people. That's what happened. You used to be able to run big crowds. Now you can't. It sucks, man. But you got to gotta evolve. You got to move on. Exactly, bro. Exactly, man. So now, speaking of uh, Dana... AEW talent had issues with merchandising prior to Dana Massey's exit. During his Rumor and Innuendo podcast, Nick Hausman spoke about Dana Massey's exit from AEW. Although she may be technically leaving on her own terms, there was some serious complaints about AEW's recent merchandising. He says, I do know there were uh, a lot of talent upset for a long time about the merchandising. There were a lack of shirts for some people, a lack of quality that were getting put out. But um, they were they were really not happy with it. Uh, there was a Sting Snow Globe that went out. I think they had to cancel it from their orders uh, that they... I. I think they had to cancel it from their orders that they didn't even want anyone to have it on their mantle. Uh, it was not a situation where a lot of people were thrilled about the merchandising, as Dave Meltzer stated. She did not have any. She did not have any experience as a pro as an executive in a pro wrestling company running a merchandising department. As much uh, as much as everyone wants to project this aura that everything was fine um and she left on her own terms again maybe it was a good maybe it was maybe it was her call to go that way maybe they offered her a contract uh maybe they offered her a contract that was less than uh that was less than what she was getting i don't know there were many reasons for dana Ma dana massey's exit uh from AEW uh, which we have covered in the past. Needless to say, her exit is a bit of a surprise, uh, but it was also uh, the latest trend in the land of all elite. It's insane, dude. I mean, yeah, the merch has fucking sucked like the past two years. Yeah. Um, and AI creating the shirts too. Yep. Fucking Tony Connors AI. I remember that shit. Those shirts were ass, dude. Those shirts have been ass. Um, <clears throat> good. I mean, where's where's half the other shit you should be selling? Where's the sting mask? Where's the devil mask? Where's like you were saying? Um, where's the MJF scarf? Where's this? Where's that? Where's Orange Cassidy glasses or something? <clears throat> There's so much shit. You could be making that you're not making, and it, it's it's been bad. You've been your merchandise has been horrible for the past like two years. What were you telling me about? They didn't want to produce something. Was it Sting Mass? It, every time you, they did like there were two or three of those segments where Sting would you know, wear the Sting Mask, 
you take it off and it's staying under it. Those masks weren't produced by AEW merchandising. They were paper masks that they had children draw on for the mask to make it, you know, the same mask. Because they didn't want to make AEW, you know, mask. Because they didn't want to take their time just to create matches, mask, mask for segments. So they just had kids do it. Dude. Um, yes. AEW, uh, this is... Um, yeah, this is, oh, wow. Matt Jackson spoke on this where he said that she left on her own terms. She also called her position sometimes a thankless job. Yeah. You're producing shit merch. I'm not happy with you. I mean, what do you expect? Like, does she, did she probably do a lot of work? Yes. But at the end of the day, the stuff that gets out to the fans and and the stuff that, you know, your wrestlers aren't going to be happy. If they're getting shirts that nobody wants to buy because their fucking bland is all fuck. You know what I mean? Like, fucking, what was that Powerhouse Hob shirt they just came out with? Big Black and Jacked. Just in plain letters on the shirt. Plain ass letters. They really just fucking typed three words and called it a shirt. Or the fucking, the Konosuke Takeshita shirt. Favorite food, cinnamon rolls, says it on the shirt. What the fuck? Who the fuck wants to buy something like that? It says his name, hometown, Osaka, Japan, height, six, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the stats on their favorite food, cinnamon rolls. What? What kind of shirt is that? I mean, honestly, like, or like the elite reunion shirt, the heart, the soul, the spirit, and just, just fonts. Just different Hangman Kenny and Young Bucks fonts. You couldn't have come up with anything cooler than that. I mean, what? It makes no sense, dude. It really makes no sense. And this is the company that fucking thrived in the merchandising department when they first uh, when they first started up. They were the T-shirt company. Literally, bro. I mean, they were the T-shirt company. You go to these fucking live shows. And half of your selection, Chicago AEW shirt, Chicago AEW shirt, Chicago sub New York subway font shirt, AEW shirt, um, fucking, and and it's the same AEW all out shirt. Yeah. (laughs) It's not even a new one. It's the same one from last year, which is this year's date printing on it. Yeah. It's like dog. People, and which is I saw people talking about that with all in. Fucking the your biggest show ever. And you have like two merchandise for um, for wrestlers. What? Yeah. They literally they like when we went to Collision, they had a CM Punk shirt and they had a Bullet Club Gold shirt. That's all they fucking got. When we went to All Out, they had Better Than You Baby and they had um I want to say Bullet Club Gold, right? Was it Bullet Club Gold they had? I I, I want to say uh, it was an, mm-hmm. a, another another Bullet Club Gold shirt. All the rest of the shit is fucking... All the rest of the shit is AEW logo merch. Like, dude, all in. Biggest show of the year. You got AEW logo shit, and you got Blackpool Combat Club and fucking CM Punk. What, what the fuck? Wait, what? Meanwhile, you go to WWE, they got... 
they got sure they got their survivor series they got the i was there shirt they got another survivor series shirt they got seth they got judgment day they got uh they got roman they got main event jay uso they got they got all this other merch they got cody Ro- uh they got cody rhodes um merch they got all this other shit what the f- what the fuck what are you selling at your merch table bro their mer- their live merch tables are so fucking bad it's ridiculous not to mention AEW was in hot water like a year ago for using AI to create their merch designs instead of going to independent artists that are fucking incredibly talented and put out some put down some great merch for you but no like you know let's just have two wrestler options sorry what were you saying two wrestler options what was I gonna say and then what else? And then there was the fucking the data breach that me and you were victim of from Pro Wrestling Tees. And guess who? Guess what is a UW shop? It's just reskinned Pro Wrestling Tees. It's the, all the same thing. Yep. So, your your fans aren't getting scammed by you, but you're letting fans get scammed by hackers. So what do you got going on here? They sell AEW logo merch at Wa- Oh yeah, I think they do. Yes, they do. I remember I seen one. I remember I seen yeah. one before. I, I I seen one before. It wasn't in my size, but I, I did see one before. But you know, another thing too, Sir K mentioned a bunch of like cool stuff uh that they could sell. Sting masks. You know, that's a great idea. I hate them, but Danhausen masks. Danhausen's popular. I personally would never touch one of them, but MJF scarves. Know. Orange Cassidy glasses. How about Swerve? Um, Swerve shysties. How about fucking AR Fox shysties when he was in the Mogul Embassy? You're telling me people wouldn't have bought a fucking AR, AR Fox shystie? I mean, come on, bro. I would have. I would have absolutely fucking bought an AR Fox shystie. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much. There's so much. There, there's literally so much you can fucking sell, bro. And they don't sell... They don't sell a fraction of it, dude. They they don't, man. Um, you talk about uh, hmm. Just cool stuff like that, bro. Uh, I mean, I mean, just 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 cool stuff like that, man. I mean, they 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 don't they don't sell it. the the mo- the coolest thing you'll see at one of those is a foam finger. That's that's like the cool. It's like peak cool shit that they make. Yeah. That's that's it. Um completely ridiculous, bro. Completely ridiculous, man. I mean, yeah, their merchandising has been in the fucking dumps for a really long time and it sucks to see AEW OGs leave, but I mean, especially with the merchandise, man, if this is the job you're going to turn out, then this is just not something that I think the company needs to continue with because merchandising has sucked half of that fucking blackpool combat club all that cool bcc shit they were wearing earlier this year they don't sell half of it they don't fucking sell half of it where's fucking john where's all john moxley's death jitsu shit i know new japan sells some of it but like where the fuck is the rest of it why are you guys selling it why is fucking new japan selling that shit what is what are you doing yeah like pure he wears so much of it. I know New Japan just sells one of them, but I know he wears uh, Death Rider, 
uh, Death Jitsu, Death, uh, Death Rider, Death Jitsu, Pure Garbage, Death, Death Jitsu, Fuck the Hard Cam, Death Jitsu, Zero Fucks. Where's all that shit at? Where's your Blackpool Combat Club um, bomber jackets that they wear? Where's your Sting bomber jackets? I mean, why is all this stuff just limited time stuff? Why? People want to buy this shit, man. And people might not just have the fucking money whenever you decide you want to fucking put it up for pre-order. You already make everything made to order anyway, so just fucking just put them up. <sighs> fucking unbelievable, man. God. Speaking of another thing that's fucking unbelievable in AEW. Katsuyori Shibata. Breaking news. Tony Khan has just announced the signing as of six days ago. Just announced the signing of Katsuyori Shibata to All Elite Wrestling. With Shibata noting he'll end his career in AEW. He sent out a uh, little letter. Dear Tony Khan. Today I have signed... The contract with AEW under a permission from New Japan Pro Wrestling. In the past year, I worked for AEW and Ring of Honor. I learned how wonderful the AEW is. This is the best environment where wrestlers can focus on only on fighting in the ring. You're fucking right. That's all they fucking focus on. And the love for professional wrestling is overflowing from Tony Khan and all the people who work for him. I want to make AEW's ring the last point of the wrestler's career. I dedicate my wrestler life to Tony Khan and AEW. Thank you, Katsuyori Shibata. Oh, he said it, bro. He said everyone just focuses on matches. And, and I quote, and I quote, uh, I'm going to get this fucking tattooed on my fucking chest because of how true it is. This is the best environment where wrestlers can focus only on fighting in the ring. I'm going to get that fucking tattooed right on my fucking forehead. Literally, bro. What because of how fuck? overwhelmingly true the statement is. And it shouldn't be true. He should have wrote, this is the best environment where wrestlers can focus on storytelling in the ring. But no. <sighs> Motherfucker. Um, what do you even say, bro? What? Yet again, Tony Khan cheats to get somebody... From Japan. Not to mention, you do not need another singles male on your roster. You don't. Get it through your fucking head, Tony. We only know the only thing getting through his head. And it ain't fucking logical sense. How, like, how, how are you thinking about this and thinking this is a good idea? Like, bro, <laughs> unbelievable. Another male signing in the fucking male singles division that doesn't need. <sighs> unbelievable. 
Another fucking, uh, another cheat code from New Japan. MJF. Thank you. Thank you. I've been holding this in my being since motherfucking Wednesday. And I got more when we go over these reviews. So this is, this may be our last AEW story. But it ain't done. Well, technically we have one more, kind of, kind of, regarding Chris Hero. MJF confirms he's tired and on painkillers before AEW World's End. In an editorial to the Players' Tribune, MJF was was quite candid about his current situation. He is on painkillers for that big match. Leading us to all wonder how much longer he can go without a break. This is why. This is this is why. And honestly, I'm not even just saying this to get my cheap Roman Reigns plug in there. This is why I I can't shame Roman Reigns too much for being away, because MJF's only at this for a year. He's had no break. He's wrestled a lot, and look at where we're at. He's breaking down. Roman Reigns has paced himself, and he's been able to have longevity. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm. That's all I'm saying. Fucking Tony Khan is such a goddamn mark that not only does he have his wrestlers wrestle injured all the fucking time, every fucking chance he gets, they want to he'll wrestle injured. He don't care. Not only that, you got people like him, Jeff, out here suffering. Fucking suffering. No promoter should ever let that go on. He he should not be champion. Not because he's not good. I'm I'm happy with him being champion in terms of, you know, story and matches. I think he's been a great champion. He might oh, be the best, the best AEW champion they I think so. I think he's been. To give the man a break if your body is going through this. Stop. This is like did Tony Khan not watch Dark Side of the Ring? Does he not watch it? Isn't it like the whole point of half of those Dark Side of the Ring episodes is, man, this business used to have a horrible culture of how they treated, you know, the wrestlers and how much they'd hard, how hard they go. You know, this new generation stops all that. Apparently not. Not if you're in AEW. You still have to fucking go to work. Dude, so MJF says, I'm tired. I know that's not what you're supposed to say as a professional wrestler, especially not before a big world title defense in your hometown. I know I should take my vitamins, brother. Order up an expensive coffee to the five-star hotel uh, room I'm staying in. Thanks, Tony. Uh, And end this article by cutting an 80s good guy promo about the evil Samoa Joe. Let's sell some pay-per-views. I don't know, man. I'm just so, so, so tired. That's the God's honest truth. My hip is a mess. My arm won't lift above my head. I'm on painkillers, which are not my thing. I can't sleep. This breaks my heart because he has put it down for that company. And I don't want him to lose the title. But I understand. Because this painkiller game 
is not good to be started on. This is not good. Not good. Ask ask Kurt Angle. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Ask Kurt Angle how painkillers worked out for him and took a hold of his life. This is not something to fuck around with. And he's been the best world champ. And if this... You know, if if this is something that needs to happen, if he needs to lose the world championship, fuck that world championship because this isn't good. This is not good in any sense of the word. I know he wants to go, but he can't. And Tony Khan can't let it happen. And it's getting to the point where I'm going to be a little pissed off if he retains for Max because we need to worry about Max Friedman here. Uh Forget about MJF. Forget about this fucking world championship. Forget about it. Once I heard painkillers, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. No. This this isn't good. And this is why WWE so fucking preserved with Roman Reigns. Because you can't. You can't hold a title for three years and fucking go and go and go like MJF does. I commend him for it. I think he I think he his legacy stamped because of this title reign. I think it's been fantastic. It's been the greatest AEW World Championship reign of, of all time. He has. He's told stories. He's he's fucking put on amazing matches. He's told stories in the ring. He's put it the fuck down as their world champion. And that's all well and dandy. But dude, again, once I said, once I heard painkillers, fuck that world championship. Forget about it, dude. If he's, if he's got to drop it, it's going to suck because I think he's got more to tell if he wants it. But honestly, if we're talking, fuck the world championship, dude, you got to get right. You got to get off painkillers. That's not good, man. That's not good. And that only escalates. And MJF is the last fucking person I want to see on any dark side of the fucking ring. Uh, because he's incredible. And he's 27 breaking down like this. That's not good. That's not good. That's not, not um, good at all, dude. You know, and everything Sir K said about dark side of the rings and, and how those cultures were, that's all valid. That is all fucking valid because um, that's just that's just nothing, nothing you want to see, uh, nothing not you want to see, bro. Um, not good at all, and it, it, I I can't believe he's letting him wrestle. I can't fucking believe it. It ain't right. So I don't know, man. Not good. Not good. I don't like the sound of that whatsoever. Unfucking believable. So, yeah, man, that's the news on MJF. Being tired and out of gas. Crazy. That's why, again, that's why when people used to shit on MJF in the beginning of the year, he don't ever wrestle. He don't ever wrestle. He's he, He's supposed to have a long world title run here. It's fine, which is why I say that shit with Roman Reigns. It's fine, because we need to preserve their greatness. Now, the one thing I will say with Roman Reigns, I wish he could at least show up more. But in terms of people, 
how 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 could how could he even be considered for a wrestler of the year when he had 15 matches? Yeah, and guess and and how many Roman Reigns matches did I care about this year? All fucking 15 of them. Literally, exactly. Chris Hero, who's your hero? Chris, I'll tell you who my favorite hero. Uh, I'll tell you who my hero is. My favorite indie professional wrestler of all time, Chris, motherfucking hero, the man himself. I'll talk about it. Ah. <laughs> no, it's Chris Hero. I don't know about any Scotty Goldman. All right. Chris Hero shares insights on rejecting work with Chris Jericho. Speaking uh, while speaking uh, um, speaking with Talk is Jericho, Chris Hero explained why he turned down offers to wrestle Chris Jericho in AEW. It ultimately came down to the fact that the timings for both occasions were not ideal. He says, "How do you turn down an opportunity like that? Once you, um, how do you turn down an opportunity like that? Once, let alone twice, you know." Hero said about the labors of Jericho and ROH world title match offers. So it's a little embarrassing on my behalf. The nature of AEW, things are very, I don't want to say last minute. Things are just, it's just the pace is so fast and quick. Um, There is, um, there's this and you're on to this or whatever. And I just thought, I think. It was maybe in Chicago, I think, you wrestled Tomohiro Ishii, and I was like, oh, okay, can I get ready in eight days? Can I get gear in eight days? Can uh, Because I still have my Cassius Ono stuff. That wasn't even on my radar as far as I need to get gear made. It's like, well, it's like, well, um, what shape is my body going to be in um, when I have this match? So... So it was hard to say, it was hard to say no, but at the same time, uh, things had kind of worked, uh, things have kind of worked out. Um, this sucks, but you know, at least he's working with the company now. So I feel like something will eventually happen, but I will tell Chris Hero, if you are watching this, um, Bro, you can absolutely be in in ring shape whenever you want. I guarantee you, you can wrestle circles around half of that roster to this day. He could wrestle all half of those guys he was fucking putting over in NXT. He could re- fucking wrestle circles around them all day, all fucking day. Oh, man. oh fuck yeah, man! He's he's a true goat. Um, and I hope we get to see him one day involved in in something like Blackpool Combat Club or something related. I really want to see it. And I need to hear Chris is awesome, bro. I need it, dude. He's as hot as it gets. Um, so, yeah, man, that's the news about Chris Hero. And boy, do I need to see Chris Hero in AEW, bro. Oh, I need it so bad. I need it so fucking bad. Um, Andrade. Andrade. Or as uh, Jim Ross likes to say, Andre L. Igloo. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, people in WWE expect Andrade to stay, uh, or 
No, no, no. People in WWE expect Andrade to return to WWE. However, people, um, those same people would not be shocked if he stayed in AEW if the offer is better. To be 100% honest, I don't even think that has anything to do with it. I think Andrade wants to be featured. Yes. I think he wants to be featured. I think he wants to do something that's that's awesome uh, and that something something the man can sink his teeth into. Almost like it almost sounds like a feud with uh, a certain it almost sounds like a feud with a certain uh, El Jefe would pique his interest. Um, and I think that would pique my interest as well. Um, Andrade is going back to WWE bar fucking none. 100%. I think so. And I think that's a guaranteed dude. Speaking of people going back to WWE, according to PW Insider, Zelina Vega has re-signed a multi-year deal with WWE. And what's the first thing we all think about? Go ahead, Sir K. Go ahead. I'll let you have the floor with this one. First thing I think about, man. Selena Vega resigning. I think we all think the obvious here, man. The guy in AEW. The man she is married to, I think they're married. Yep. Yep. Um, Malachi Black. Alistair Black. The proper name for that man. I need to see it, dude. I think it's happening, and I think that's just the first sign of it. And Paul. Paul. No man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. You know what to do. You know what to do, Paul. He's going to come back with a fucking main roster theme or something. We need. We need. Oh, God. We need the song, bro. We need the song. Oh, I need it. And I, oh, dude, seeing him rise up from the fucking smoke. Oh, again. Oh, man. Oh, that's going to go so nuts, bro. Um, We need it. We absolutely need it. Paul, Paul knows what to do, bro. Paul knows what to do. So he does, dude, especially with that man. 100%. 100%, bro. Um, Let's talk about the leaked. WrestleMania 40 card. Dude, I just wanted to mention this off of fucking pure comedy. There was a leaked card for WrestleMania that got out. Um, It's completely fake, but I thought it was amazing. Um, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bill. I, I think the other, both of them are, are going to come with them eventually. I think, obviously, like you said, Bill. Buddy, buddy, math, not buddy, math, buddy Murphy. His his girl's over there. He's going back, and I would think it would be all logical for Brody King to head over there I too. Would, I would yeah, love that. I was just gonna say that. I was gonna say once Buddy and Malachi go, Brody's Brody will probably not be too far behind. So, hundred oh, percent. Not because AEW doesn't treat him well, because they love Brody, but just off the factor of um. People's uh, over there. The yes, exactly. So, let's talk about this leaked WrestleMania card: Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed title 
and an I quit match. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> the fuck? Dumb. Um, Seth Rollins versus CM Punk World Heavyweight Title. Fuck with that. Some of these I actually do fuck with, but this is 100% yeah. a fake list. Um, oh, I'm really 100%. Brock Lesnar versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. I really fuck with that as well. Um, EO versus Bailey in an Iron it. Woman match. Talk about stuff I, I dig. Yes, absolutely. That was insane. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch in a women's world title match. Um, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Logan Paul versus LA Knight for the U.S. Championship and a crunchy peanut butter Snickers crunch match. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be, but I could definitely <laughs> see them. Um, <laughs> I could definitely see them in one of those matches, and I think that's the direction they'll go. They're going to wrestle for the fucking the scrap heap of what's left of the Slim Jim car. 100%. You get the door. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the main thing about Roman and Cody for me, Bell. There's absolutely no way I see Roman Reigns yelling, I quit. There's just no fucking way on planet Earth I see that. Um, exactly. Randy Orton versus Solo Sokoa. I think Randy Orton versus Nick Aldis would be the better option, but I wouldn't hate this. Horrible. AOP and Karrion Cross versus the Street Profits, Bobby Lashley, and Carmelo Hayes. Well, whoever the hell wrote this didn't take into account that the match that they wrote out is a three on four. <laughs> Oh, dude, that is hilarious. Oh, the next one's even better. Drew McIntyre oh, yeah. versus Damian Priest in a Money in the Bank ladder match. What? Just those two. Just those <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is exactly why I fucking needed to mention this list. Oh, it gets funnier. It gets funnier. Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar in a Lucha City street fight. I didn't know Philadelphia was Lucha City. Um, street fight. Okay. Um, the next one's one of my personal favorites. AJ Styles versus Carl Anderson versus Luke Gallows. Who the fuck wants to see an OC triple threat? Love it. I want to see the triple threat so bad. Jay Uso versus Jimmy Uso in tribal combat. Not combat. Compat. Put a P. Compat. <laughs> um, for the women's tag titles, Casey and Caden versus Chelsea and Piper versus Zelina and Meechin versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Okay. Um, the next one might be my favorite. Sami Zayn versus Omos. <laughs> What? <laughs> I guess, bro. The other one's another one of my favorites. I got a lot of favorites on this list. Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan in a tables match. 
Jesus, Mitch. <laughs> the fuck does that have? What? Um, <laughs> those times they have the women's like TLC matches and shit, and they would just fucking get slammed on the table and just wouldn't break. Yep. <laughs> like dog, what? The Creed Brothers versus Imperium for the undisputed tag team titles. Pete Dunne versus Ridge Holland in a Dooney Brook match. And the last one is Kevin Owens in the Rock versus A Town Down Under. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Owens and the Rock. <laughs> like what? Uh, that is the fakest yet funniest list I've ever heard in my entire life. Just thought I'd share you share that with you guys. It is fucking horrid, but Sami Zayn versus Omas is just too funny. <laughs> Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair in a tables match got me. Nice. Fucking nice. All right, now back on to some real news, not just some stuff to laugh at. Um, That was our Tony Khan intermission to uh, get the slow the pace. I think Tony, yeah, I, I think Triple H had uh, chat GPT helping him book that WrestleMania card. Fucking A. Tony Khan's JTP fucking bookings. AEW, or not AEW, um, WWE and All Japan Pro Wrestling open Forbidden Door for 2024. All Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that a yet-to-be-announced NXT superstar will be challenging the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Champion in 2024. I love how WWE's doing this as AEW gets a Triple Crown Championship. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Uh, Which then it would later be announced. It would later be announced. Where the hell is it? Ah, It will later be announced uh, by William Regal. That his son, NXT superstar Charlie Dempsey, will challenge for the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship at All Japan Pro Wrestling's New Year Giant Series 2024 show on January 3rd. Dempsey will either face Nakajima or Miyahara, depending on who wins the Triple Crown Championship at All Japan Pro Wrestling's December 30th, uh, December 31st show. This is also the first time Regal has publicly acknowledged Dempsey as his son. That's awesome, and I do get my NXT scoops from Mr. Manager Logan, and I hear that Charlie Dempsey is actually coming along, and he's pretty fun to watch. So I can't wait till uh, I can't I can't wait to watch him whenever the time is right, and, I, and I'm sure he's gonna kill it. Definitely, man. Definitely, I'm happy that WWE is doing this with All Japan. Look at that. Power Mark being a Mark. That's the good type of Mark you want to be. Um, and you love to see it, man. And, and although this one made the fucking Japan Marks mad, the next one, they are fucking, their mind is melting. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the next one. Fucking Triple H, bro. Triple H. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE has expressed interest. In working with stardom. 
<laughs> I feel this could be something to uh, almost lure uh, somebody like Sasha Banks back to the company. I could see it. I could definitely see it. I, mean, I, al- I also I think this see. makes this a, lo- a lot more enticing for one uh, Julia. Yeah, it really does. Because, I mean, you still work with all the people you still want to work with. Because another thing AEW fans and those New Japan fans are mad at uh, Mercedes about. They said, you know, Mercedes said, you know, she kept saying she wanted to go on that Japan tour and wrestle all those matches over in stardom and whatnot. They, they're calling her a liar and a fake fan because um, she only had five matches in stardom before she's looking to go back to WWE. Like, dog, it's called getting injured when you take the opportunity to go back to a good company. And in terms of, like, size, like, what? AEW fans, gotta hate them. Uh, dude, these, I fucking hate the AEW fan base so much. They're worse than the fucking WWE fan base, bro. Oh, a million times worse. They really are at this point. I'd rather have some fan that's fucking just dumb so I can laugh at him than just a fucking egotistical idiot who is is just as dumb, but they got an ego about it. Yep. Seriously. At least I'd rather see a fucking Omas mark than a fucking Shibata mark. And for the final story before these predictions, Dave Meltzer is reporting that WWE inked Cody Rhodes to a new deal in October of this year. It was said that the timing was around when Charlotte Flair's new contract went through. The length and financial terms of this contract of this new contract is unknown, but Meltzer said it was a familiar uh, Meltzer. Dave Meltzer said it was a similar timing situation to Charlotte Flair, where it was learned this month that she signed a new contract months prior. Uh, I have heard rumors, and it's not really a rumor. It's kind of just common sense that Cody Rhodes did get a substantial. Uh, pay raise. Oh, fuck. I mean, yeah. making bank over there. You know it. Good for Cody, dude. Good for him. This is what he deserves. Putting all the hard work, man. Um, wrestling, even when points he shouldn't have wrestled, in my opinion, but yeah. he did it anyway, man. So he deserves this, man. I'm glad he's resigning, bro. I can't believe it's uh, it's my thought process nowadays, but I'm very glad he's resigning. I said this. Um, I said this last night. And, and I worded it perfectly. Um, but in WWE, he feels like the man. Uh, he feels so loved, and it feels like we're at the point in his career where he's finally getting his flowers. And it was a rough year for him, and he still gets shown a lot of love. Um, exactly. in, w- in, in WWE, he feels like the man. In AEW, he felt like a man. Mm-hmm. That's the guy, guy that was hated. <laughs> Yes. Um, but I hate it. I'll admit it. I hate him. Oh, yeah. He sucked in AEW. One of my favorite live moments being in a crowd is watching them throw his weight belt back at him. One of the funniest moments I've ever got to witness. But he's here, and he's he's being what he should be, man. He's able to be full Cody Rhodes and be loved for it, man. So that's good. And I don't know if it was you or Logan last night, but you guys said it. Even... 
Cody Rhodes couldn't fix AEW. I think it was you that mentioned the, um, and I think Logan mentioned that, and then you mentioned that, um, Tony Khan ain't never letting that company go. That, um, what, 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 was, what was the way they phrased it? The baton. It? Yep. Tony Khan ain't never held letting go of that group. It's like, a, you know, when an infant grabs something they're not supposed to, and they got that fucking, they can, like, bench 300 pounds, you're trying to take it out their hand, that's Tony Khan with the baton of AEW. No one can take it from him. Yeah, once he once he took the baton from the elite and started running with it, he's never given it to anybody else. He's not. No, he's not. I think I think the wheels are turning and it's going down a hill. Ain't none gonna put it back up. Yeah, and he's gonna run his company into the ground for it. Um mm-hmm. so 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 yeah, man. Um so yeah, that is uh that's the that's the um that's the news on Cody Rhodes being locked down in WWE. This also lets you know WWE is probably the place to be because if AEW was the place to be, to be, he probably would be going back. He probably exactly. would be going back. But you constantly hear Cody Rhodes talking about how much he loves it in WWE, how much it's a collaborative team effort and not just one guy running the fucking show. Triple H has done a fantastic job with them. Triple H probably did save Cody Rhodes' run because I just feel like Vince was going to corporately fuck him. Um, oh, he was. I think he was, to be honest. Triple H. Triple H saved him. Yes. Even though even though it's been a rough year for Cody Rhodes, man, and there's been a lot of points where he just has just sucked, you know, and has just felt like he's just got in and got out. Um, it's still been a great year for him in terms of how the fans perceive him and perception is reality. So, you know, people still love Cody. They love what Cody Rhodes is about. He's the John Cena of WWE right now. And it's, uh, an awesome to see. And he's an awesome face of the company. I I really think he is. He really is, man. I'm glad he's getting all this, man. Good for him. Eventual. And once Roman Reigns steps out of the limelight. Right now, Roman's still there, but once he's the world champ and puts himself at the forefront, and once the company puts him at the forefront, he's a perfect guy for that role. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think I I think it was a I think it was a, I think it had a lot to do with 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 Tony too. I think yeah, I think it had a lot to do with Tony for sure. Um, Tony than anything at this point. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because like like he said in his in his statement, like he said in his statement, bro, Tony has taken the baton and ran with it. Interesting, very interesting. That's some interesting mm-hmm. stuff to say. But um, but yeah, man, that's all the news on the um on the news, man. Cody Rhodes locked down with WWE. I love it. Uh, I think WWE is the place for him. He's appreciated there. People love him there. He's one of their top guys. They love having him. So keep going, bro. Like I said, he's the fucking man in WWE. He was a man in AEW. Exactly. That's just how. That's just how it is, bro. That's just how it is. But. On to the year-end award, or <laughs> year-end awards, the um, world's end predictions. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> on to the world's end predictions. Let's start you guys off with zero hour. We have the 20-man battle royal. 
for the shot at uh, for a shot anytime at the TNT Championship. Um, nice going. Dude. Not telling us who's in the battle royal. Um, and that's scary. Oh, does that mean because Christian, he don't. If you want a shot at him, you really gotta like earn it. Does this mean Christian's not gonna? He's gonna lose, dude. They have done stuff like that before, though, with him, where people okay. won, like, qualifying matches. You don't remember it because the, the TNT title match will be on collision. That's probably why you don't mm. remember it. But they've done, okay. like, they have. Oh. he's not doing open challenges. Like, the thing with Christians, you got to win some type of match to get you there. You got to do something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, not necessarily, but... Because I just know if Edge wins that title, it, we're going to go back to open challenges. I just oh, know it. A million percent. You know it. Yep. Because, you know, that's everybody likes to get their title defenses over on work rate nowadays instead of just uplifting the championship with your body of storytelling. Okay. Um, I don't know who's going to win this match. Um, I've seen, I seen people arguing over which Renta Lucha should win this match and i do not want to see any renta lucha mm -hmm. but I, I don't know who the hell wins this um but yeah i i don't i i have no idea i just hope it's somebody good um so that's my prediction somebody good exactly um and with the next match with the next match i know we're all excited for this one the Zero Hour FTW Rules for the FTW Championship. Hook versus Wheeler Yuta. Where the fuck? How the fuck did we get here? Oh, I don't think even they know. Uh, like, what the fuck? It's literally the match that's happening for some reason. Unfucking believable, man. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say hook. I don't yeah. see. But, you know, this is champion versus champion. So, you know, the Ring of Honor pure champion is going to lose here. Not that I care, but I just don't know what Doesn't the fuck got us here in the first place. Literally, man. So, yeah, I'll just go with, um, I'll just go with hook, I guess. Yeah. And with the next match. We have the eight-man tag. Chris Jericho, Sammy oh. Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. You know, all the guys that were feuding with each other around Forbidden Door time. This was, you know, you know, Sammy Guevara, also the guy that Chris Jericho got to be his partner for uh, his match against Starks and Big Bill. And that ended up just being an eight-man tag. And who are they facing? Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Powerhouse Hobbs and Konosuke Takeshita. That's the same guy that beat Kenny Omega twice. Same guy. Twice. In a week. Same guy. Um I'll just give it to the fucking baby faces, dude. Maybe yeah. maybe something of Takeshita and them leaving this group might come out of this or something. Maybe. Uh, uh... Maybe I can hope, but probably yeah. not. Going with the baby faces here as well. And with the next match, 
for the TBS Championship, Julia Hart versus Abaddon. <laughs> Love Julia. I think Julia's awesome. Um, What the fuck? Does anybody care about a match with Abaddon? No, I don't. I sincerely do not. Um, Julia Hart, why is this even... Is this a question? I wouldn't doubt if Julia miss Abaddon and Abaddon ends up joining her group as along with Willow, but I think Sky Blue will definitely have some sort of uh, reasoning to helping Julia retain. But I think Julia is going to retain. I see no point in taking the title off of her already. Uh, she, I think she's just getting started, so I'm going to go with Julia. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, it's obvious Julia Harwin. God, this fucking card sucks, man. Um, card. It's on, all this dude about to his cards. Oh, yeah. That's all. Uh, yeah, that's all he's got. That's all he's fucking got, bro. Andrade El Iglu versus Miro. I see Miro's back in a storyline where his wife is with another guy. Not as bold as the Bobby Lashley one, but, you know, wife is involved with another dude. Um, So there's... I guess. Um, Andre El Iglu. um, Did you know Andrade's scratching the surface in AEW to these AEW fans? He's finally there. Yeah, he's getting over, man. He's really, he's really in the prime of his AEW career right now. He's finding himself in AEW right now. Do you know that? I hate these fans. I, 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 I hate them. I hate oh, them yeah. so much. Oh yeah. God, I hate them. Um, maybe Miro. I more than likely Miro. Um. Uh, definitely after the news that dropped about WWE's expecting Andrade back, Andrade's definitely losing. I feel like Miro will win. I feel like Miro will, I feel like this just all leads to him getting back with CJ Perry. Um, yeah, Andrade's in the prime of his AEW run right now. The fans are starting to connect with him and they're loving him. And he's really scratching the surface right now in AEW, according to these AEW fans. This guy isn't. This guy got used in one fucking tournament, and that's the most he's ever been used. This is his third pay-per-view match, and he's been in the company for two years. Third, his fucking third pay-per-view match, and he's scratching the surface now. Nice going, nice fucking going, Tony. I'm gonna go Miro here. Same man, same. No DQ TNT Championship Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. Um, these are the same guys that made us fucking wait for a sit-down interview on AEW Dynamite just for Edge to walk in the room and start beating everybody up and running up and down the fucking hallways punching each other. All that just for them to have for a pull apart brawl 
with all your rentaluchas and top flight. Speaking of top flight, mm. what was that fucking water thing with action Andretti? The fuck was that? Just swoop up a water bottle and crush why, it like bro. Like why the fuck did he just fucking? Yeah, like what? What? Like it's not cool. Like why the fuck? Why? Why did you just throat goat the water? Like what? The like, fuck? That's how, you were, that's how you were pressing chicks in the fucking fourth grade. What are you doing? The hell? Um. I honestly think Adam Copeland might take it. I think Luchasaurus might come back and turn on Christian here. Kill switch, engage, or whatever they're calling him. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I could definitely see Adam Cope um, get it, getting this, man. I could see it. Yeah. Um, I want to say Christian so bad because I don't want really this title do. reign to come to an end. I think he's fucking fantastic. Uh, but I don't know. I I just feel I I feel Tony. I, I feel Tony wants to put that title on Edge for some reason, and I think he's gonna do it. Yeah, I think he will. You know that mark. He's he, he's a mark for he's a mark for him. So I hope put the title on him. Yeah. All I hope is that they don't Tony Khan Christian after this. Seriously. Alrighty, man. The All Star Eight Man Tag. Claudio, Brian, Mark Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia versus Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Roosh. So you're telling me... So you're telling me that Jay Lethal is an, was an all-star of the C2? Is that what you're telling me? Are you telling me Mark Briscoe and Daniel Garcia are all-stars of the Continental Classic? These are guys that picked up one victory. Jay Lethal doesn't have a single victory under his belt. And he's an all-star. Alright. You're telling me this spot couldn't have went to FTR versus House of Black on here? The All-Star Losers is right, Manager Logan. What a fucking mess. What a mess. Um, I, I'm gonna I'll go with the Brian team. Definitely. That's the most obvious one in the world. Like, what is this match? Why is this a thing? Why are you rewarding these people for losing? This fucking match. <laughs> ah. Tony Khan said in an inter- in that media call, Keith Lee is Swerve's biggest test thus far in his white hot run. So you're telling me a Texas death match against the Cowboy wasn't his biggest teth- test? But it's fucking cold as ice, Keith Lee, is his biggest test. Seven months too fucking late, buddy. Seven months too fucking late. And Swerve loses to John Moxley two weeks ago. 
And I was okay with it because I thought he was going to take the gold block. No. No. He loses. And what's his consolation prize? What is Tony Khan? What did Tony Khan muster up on his fucking AI chat? Revisit the feud seven months too late with Keith Lee. These guys should have had a match at Revolution in March. And they're having a pay-per-view match in December. And you got Keith Lee. I got the house I want to tear down. What, your contract? I would love to tear that down. And fucking have you sign a new one. Your name right here and fucking Paul of X name right there. Seven months too late. All this bullshit for Keith Lee to ultimately lose in the end any fucking way. Obviously, mm-hmm. Swerve Strickland. Exactly. Obvious Swerve win. Six, seven months too late. And I just hope... It, I mean, it is too late for Keith Lee to resign with his company. And I hope he leaves it soon, but man, I really hope so. <sighs> Gotta agree on that one. For the AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm versus Riho. Tony Storm. Why is Riho on my television? She's boring as all hell. Boring. No character. Boring as fuck. Exactly. Boring as shit. Um, People mark for her for no reason. It's obvious Tony Storm win. Can they have a big match with Thunder Rosa on her return? What's the story here, bro? Yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. What do you mean? Why are they feuding? Why? I'm not even saying they got to go out and fucking cut dramatic promos and do dramatic, you know, cinematic segments with each other. Why are they feuding? Why? No reason. The finals of the Continental Classic. It was a great tournament. And they absolutely shit the bed with these finals, in my opinion. And I want to reiterate, no disrespect to Eddie Kingston, no disrespect to John Moxley. I love both of them. I think they're fantastic. This is a good match. I think this is a gr- I think this was a great option for your finals. I just don't think it was the right option. No. Bro. What did John Moxley need the fucking victory in the Continental Classic for? What? What? Has he not done enough? Has he not? I mean, honestly. Like, Swerve got Keith Lee. Seven months late, he got Keith Lee. And John Moxley got the finals of the Continental Classic against Eddie Kingston. This is a great story. These guys have story with each other. But, dude... I think two names that are unpredictable, like a Swerve and Andrade, a Swerve and even a Danielson, or a Swerve and an Eddie Kingston would have even been cool. No, no. We get John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. John Moxley did not need that victory, bro. Like, dude. Swerve and Eddie Kingston, I would have been cool with that. I would have been cool with that too. I get it, Eddie Kingston being the king of the underdogs. Cool, I love it. It's an awesome, awesome story. Swerve 
being swerve. You know, he's no much more needs to be said. He's white hot right now. Um, but the finals of the Continental Classic, I wouldn't be surprised if it's John Moxley, but I'll predict Eddie Kingston. Definitely, man. I wouldn't be shocked at this point. I don't know why they went this route that they made, that they did. But um, should have been Swerve, and it's not. I think they could have done this um, tournament very differently. Um, but at this point, it has to go to Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I mean, dude, more of the same with Tony Khan, bro. I kept seeing people saying, you can't be mad for Tony Khan going with his ace. Has he not? Does he need this? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He did not need that. I mean, come on, man. What are we doing? And in the main event for the uh, AEW World Championship, MJF versus Samoa Joe. Before I heard what I heard today, um... I would have probably said MJF, but uh, I think they did an awesome job at uh, on Wednesday of what they did. Uh, pleasure doing business with you. Samoa Joe was working with the devil the whole time. Um, the devil just so happened to do the heat seeker, uh, MJF's little rope hung uh, pile driver, which is a move that Adam Cole used to do. Pleasure doing business with you. It all makes sense uh, because Adam Cole really wanted Max to team with Samoa Joe. He really, really was adamant in him teaming with Samoa Joe. And we're finding out why these guys are telling a great story, but somehow MJF's the problem in AEW. Um, He's everything wrong with it. MJF is fucking too good for AEW. Um... So, yeah, um, he really is, and, uh, yeah, man, um, I think MJF loses the belt, I think he loses the belt to Samoa Joe, I think he loses it to Joe, I think he goes away, and I think AEW plays to, did MJF resign, did MJF resign, and then after he comes back from his injuries, he will, uh, come back and reveal that he is staying with all elite wrestling. And, uh, I think that's, that's the best way to do it. And I think Samoa Joe finally gets a world championship in a, in a major company, that being WWE or AEW. I think he gets, I think he finally gets the world championship and I, I'm stoked for him, man. I'm stoked for him. Definitely, man. Definitely. I think that's the way it should go. And I think MJF needs to break. And I think just Samoa Joe needs to win, man. He's been snibbed so many times for a world championship. I need it to happen, and I think it's the best course of action at this point. I would say Samoa Joe winning is should be and is the result. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. You know, I, I would have said Max. I would have said Max, but I honestly think. Um, you know, uh, the the devil people get involved, and I think Max uh, just kind of gets caught up. I think he kind of gets caught up with them. Samoa Joe ends up uh, taking advantage, getting the victory, and then I think after that, uh, Adam Cole reveals himself, and then they beat the shit out of MJF, and we don't see him for months, and they play to, is MJF even coming back to AEW? I think they could play to that, and I think that will be uh, very good, but 
Especially, especially after today, dude. I mean, if he's gassed, if he's running out of gas, and if he's breaking down, then that's just, that's not good. That's not good. And you need to get him uh, to a point physically where he does not need to take painkillers because that's, that's fucking horrible, man. That's horrible. Exactly, man. Horrible. Should not be going on. So I'm going to go ahead and say Samoa Joe takes the title and Adam Cole reveals himself as the devil. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, I love that. I love Samoa Joe's NXT song. Um, I love Joe's NXT mm-hmm. song. I, I love his AEW song too. They, they just, they don't miss with Samoa Joe's theme song. Except for no, his really debuting NXT theme song. The one that sounded like the Subway Surfers fucking theme music. Uh, before, oh, yeah. Um, but his the song we all know. I think it's called Destroyer. Is 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 a is a banger. That's no question. Classic. Yeah, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a certified hood classic. No question. No question, bro. Um, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. This has been episode one ninety four. Yet again, or once again, uh, we won't be live for World's End, but. We'll be uh, giving you guys the brief review next year. Um, we'll be giving you guys the brief review, ne- uh, or we'll be giving you guys the brief review on Friday, um, next Friday on the news. Uh, so I hope you guys do enjoy the show. Um, as far as the Devil's Crew, that's going to be the most underwhelming thing ever. The, I just know the group's going to oh, yeah. suck. Gonna be fucking Kingdom and fucking Warlow. Yep. That sounds trash. Hundred percent. 100% it is um but but um yeah man so yeah that's that's going to do it that's going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills podcast once again this is the final show of the year so i hope you guys do enjoy your new year please be safe um and dude for real from the bottom of my heart uh this has been a tremendous year in growth for us and I can't wait to uh, grow more and more with you guys as uh, us together, collectively, as the Notorious Seals family continue to bring this thing to the next level as we've done every year. Um, sometimes I wrap my mind around uh, bad things and I harp on uh, the negatives a lot. Um, but there's so much to be thankful for here. Um, and there's so much uh, that you guys have given me out of this. Um, that I am forever, forever grateful for. It's been an awesome year. It's been an awesome year. And let's fucking go for 2024. I'm so pumped for it. I'm so pumped. Uh, let's, let's, let's blow this shit out of the water, bro. Let's blow this shit out of the water. Continue, continue the growth, continue the grind. I'm here for it. I'll be here. I'll be here until the end. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for next year again. Please enjoy your New Year's. Be safe. And as for 2023, man, we'll see you guys on the other side because we will be live Monday, New Year's Day, for the preview for the year-end awards, man. But for real, I'll let Sir K have the floor. Um, But yes, man, thank you guys so much for an amazing 2023. And here's to an, a better 2024 of raising this shit to the next level and leveling up. Really, man, it was it was been a great 2023, man. Thank you guys all for watching. 
um, continuously. And just thank you guys for tuning in, staying with us, talking to us, talking with us. Um, truly so fucking thankful for that, man. Um, gives me so much motivation um, from the podcast to you. Shit's, shit's been great this year, man. I think we're going to have a great 2024, man. And even better, 2025. I can't wait for both of these, all these years to come, man. See how this, see how the podcast grows. See how, how you guys grow and see how the audience grows and see how everything grows. I cannot wait to see, man. Thank you guys for, for watching every week, every, every two to four times a week, depending on, you know, what's going on and shit. But, um, thank you guys all. And I cannot wait to see you guys in the next year. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it any better myself, man. But yeah, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. The last 2023 edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Thank you guys so much for everything. From the bottom of my heart, I truly into the 2024 journey as we, we will continue to bring you guys through every year. Uh, but for real, thank you guys so much. You guys have no fucking idea how much you guys mean to me and how much this show means so much. It has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast, the final episode of 2023. And as for 2023, we will see you guys on the other side. We will see you guys Monday in 2024. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Yeet. Please like, mm -hmm. comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday, January 1st, 2024, with the New Year's Preview Edition, or the year 2023 Year End Award Preview Edition of Notorious Unscripted. Peace. Black man.